The Productive Woman, Episode 101. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we'll talk about my experiment with bullet journaling. And you'll find links and additional information about this in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 101. This episode is brought to you by my Productive Woman Mastermind Groups. These are small groups of women, no more than five or six, who are committed to making a life that matters and to supporting and encouraging each other toward accomplishing their goals, whether personal or professional. And these groups meet weekly via video conference. They share goals, wins, struggles, and ideas for overcoming the obstacles that sometimes stand between us and the meaningfully productive lives that we want to create. There are new groups starting in early September, and for this upcoming fall 2016 group, the price will include a 30-minute one-on-one coaching call per month for any participant who wants it. But the spaces are limited, so if you're interested, email me today at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or now you can go to a new uh, paid information page I've created at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind, and you'll find more information there. But feel free to email me if you have questions. I would love to have you be part of it. Okay, so before we get started, I do want to take just a quick second to thank all of you who have sent such kind feedback on last week's Milestone 100th episode. It was kind of a big deal for me, and it was a kind of emotional week. Um, it was very surprising, and, and I mean, it's kind of an old-fashioned word, but heartwarming to me to hear from you and to feel your support. And uh, so thank you. I appreciate it very much. I'm, I, I'm just so glad to be a part of this community and have you part of my life. So thank you so much. So bullet journaling. I've talked about task management in the past, um, you know, to-do lists and task managers. For instance, in episode 30, we talked about various task management options. And in episode 65, we talked about how to choose the best task manager. In episode 86, we talked about maybe reasons to change or not change your systems or tools. So those are some great resources just for an overview of task management and and project management and those sorts of things. And if you've listened to those or any of the episodes, if you've been listening for very long, you know, I like me some tech. I, I like digital resources and you know why I I use digital task managers to manage my life and both my law practice and, and my personal projects, the podcasts and stuff. And you know, all the, you know, the reasons why feel free to go back and listen to those episodes. If you want a refresher. Recently, though, I've been experimenting with a non-digital tool, an analog tool, and that's bullet journaling. And for those of you who don't know, you know, so what is bullet journaling? It's a, it's often, and just as a side note, it's often referred to in the community 
of bullet journalers, and there is a community. It's often referred to as Bujo, B-U-J-O. And what it is, is it's a system for time and task management developed by writer Carol. And there's tons of information and resources on the website, writer's website at bulletjournal.com. And I should point out that both Bullet Journal and Bujo are registered trademarks that are owned by um, writer and the, the company that owns it now. So just FYI. And what they say on the website is, I, I think this is a really nice, concise definition of it, that the bullet journal is a customizable and forgiving organization system. It can be your to-do list, a sketchbook, a notebook, and a diary, but most likely they say it will be all of the above. And, um, as I said, it was developed by writer Carol, who is a digital product designer who lives in Brooklyn, New York. And he, uh, the system has evolved over time and it's very well described on the website there. And I, I will have links in the show notes. There also uh, will be a video, uh, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well, a, a video that sort of describes writer's original conception for how bullet journaling worked. But at its simplest, it, bullet, a bullet journal is a notebook that you use to capture and manage whatever information that is important to you, whether it's your to-dos, your project planning, appointments, lists of information, your goals, it, literally anything. What's so great about it is it's a very flexible system. Uh, the original concept that Ryder developed was is very minimalistic and very simple, and it's just you know the, some just your to do list and, and their little codes and stuff. Um, but some people get very very elaborate in in the calligraphy and colors and decorating their pages. You don't have to do that, and I, and I will say just as a side note. Um, although I loved looking at those pages, it sort of intimidated me because I'm not very artistic, but uh, you don't have to uh, do all that stuff if you don't want to. The basic components of a bullet journal are an index. Um, because you use a blank notebook instead of a, uh, you know, like a, a, a paper planner that's got predefined pages and stuff, um, and you put the information and, and and pages and stuff into it as you need them, an index at the front helps you find the information. And so that's a kind of a key component because of the way bullet journaling works. You just, you know, when you need to start a new thing, you turn the page and you put it wherever it is and you structure it however you want. And when you've got a notebook of, you know, a hundred pages or whatever, it, it could get hard to find what you're looking for. If you say you've got a list of your goals, so you put this index and you kind of make a note of what page, what's on what page. Uh, so that's one component of it. Then customizable pages. So instead of predefined and pre-outlined calendar pages or list pages, bullet journaling uses blank pages that you use however you want to, and, and it may change as you go along. And when I say blank pages, they might be truly blank or the, or it might be lined or dotted or grids. There are lots of options. So you choose whatever you prefer and you really can use any notebook. 
on the bulletjournal.com uh, website, they have a what they call the official bu bullet journal, which looks really cool. And there are lots of uh, particular kinds of notebooks that uh, bullet journalers use and recommend. But you can, you can use a spiral notebook. You can use literally anything you want to. Uh, so that's uh, so. There's the index. There are customizable pages, and then there are what they and I'm I'm telling you this just because I'll use some of this terminology as I kind of go through how I'm using it. So there are um, something called spreads. So a, a, a spread is two pages that face each other. So when you open a notebook, you know you've got a page on the left hand side and a page on the right hand side. And a spread is two facing pages that are used for a particular purpose, depending on whatever your needs are. So it might be two pages for one day with sections for appointments and to-dos and habit tracking and notes. Or if you don't need that much space for a day, you can do two pages um, for a week or one page for a week. There, there really is, there are no rules. It's however... Uh, you want to set up the pages that work for you. But that's what a spread, when you talk, when they talk about a spread, it's two facing pages in the notebook. And then a collection is another piece of it. And that's a list of, basically a list of information on a uh, particular theme. And um, one of the, so so in on the website, on the bulletjournal.com, as I was researching this for this episode, I like the way they describe it. And, and so I'm quoting here. They say, sometimes you'll have notes and tasks that are related by a common theme or purpose. And rather than having all these related entries scattered throughout the bullet journal, you create a collection. And, and you know, it might be a, a shopping list. It might be a list of books you want to read. It might be projects you want to work on. It might be all the steps for a project you're you're uh, planning to do. It really, a collection can simply be anything. And I encourage you to check out the bulletjournal.com website to see kind of how they describe it. And then finally, there are symbols or what I call kind of a shorthand uh, for writing and, in, uh, and identifying bits of information in your bullet journal. Bullet journal journalers easy for me to say, um, use various symbols to distinguish among uh, tasks, appointments, ideas, and etc. And then other symbols, which they refer to as signifiers, to identify high priority or urgent items or things that need further research, tasks that have be already been begun or completed or moved forward to another day. So, you know, that that's symbols and, and signifiers are part of the way you um, identify and, and create your own shorthand, I guess, for uh, your bullet journal to make it work for you. So those are the basic components of bullet journaling or of a bullet journal. So, uh, and, and again, that's some of the vocabulary that you need to know as we talk about it. And um, so why am I trying it? As I said, and as you know, if you listen to this show, I love my digital tools. But frankly, in the in the past couple of months, I've been finding myself kind of battling overwhelm with all the things I'm trying to get done. You know, I've got a law practice. I've got the podcast. I've got writing I want to do, uh, family commitments, my health, personal interests. There's just... 
you know, a lot of different things like you, you know, like I'm sure you have lots of different things you're trying to, to do in your life and different hats we wear and things that we talk about on this show. My task management tools contain literally dozens of projects and potential projects and the system works for me. I have everything there and I know it's in there, but lately, and I, you know, I don't know that I could tell you why, but I've just struggled with feeling a little bit overwhelmed and distracted when I, you know, check my to-do list and I see all this other stuff in there, all this long list of projects that I'm, are in different stages of development and so on. So that was, that's part of the background for this. Several of the women in the current Productive Woman Mastermind groups had mentioned using a bullet journal as we were talking about the, the ways they manage their projects and their tasks. So it kind of got it on my radar. Um, I got um, emails from a couple of different uh, listeners who suggested as a guest a particular woman who is kind of well-known in the bullet journaling community And uh, I checked her out and checked out her website and spent some time there looking around. And then if a recent guest, Elsie Escobar, and I know I don't remember which episode she was on, but I'll I'll put a link in the show notes. She, uh, if you've listened to that, you know, she mentioned how she had started using a notebook, bullet journaling to regain a sense of control over her crazy schedule and, and kind of the overwhelm that she was dealing with. So all that stuff kind of combined. I started doing some research. I found the idea appealing for a lot of reasons, but as I said before, a little bit intimidating because many of the pages I saw online are so artistic and so beautiful, and I am simply not blessed with artistic ability in that way. I mean, I appreciate beauty, but I can't necessarily create it. My handwriting is not terrible, but it's not calligraphy. And I can't, I mean, I can doodle, but it's not, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not, um, drawings that, you know, anybody would want to look at, but nevertheless, I decided to give it a shot. Um, so I, ordered some, I, because I wanted to, and I was able to, I ordered some materials. I had some credits, uh, at, on Amazon that I could use and I, I got some things and I got started. So how am I using it? First of all, the tools that I'm using, um, and I want to say again, you don't have to use any particular kind of notebook or pens or anything, but, but these are what I'm using right now. I got the ideas and recommendations from various sources And I'm, you know, so this is what I'm using. The notebook I'm using, and forgive me if you're German, because I think this is German and and I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's something like Luchterm, L-E-U-C-H-T-T-U-R-M. And I'm using the medium hardcover dots royal blue. And I'll I'll have a link in the show notes so you can see exactly what it looks like. Um, It's got a royal blue cover that I think is so, it's, it's just a pretty color. Um, the pages are dotted instead of lined and that helps me with some of the, you know, kind of keeping things like when I make little check boxes and stuff. I really like the feel of it. It's got a built-in index. The um, pages are already numbered because, uh, which is avoided me having to do that. That's something you have to do if you use a, a truly blank notebook. 
It's got two page markers, you know, little ribbons that you can use to mark particular pages, and then a little pocket inside the back cover that you can, where you can tuck, you know, whatever, loose papers, receipts, different things. So that's the notebook I'm using. And I really like it. I, I like the feel of it, like I said, and it, it's, I like the feel of the paper. And uh, I, I want to say it was like $27 maybe, but it's got 150 pages uh, close to, maybe more than that. Uh, it's going to last me for a while. So that's the notebook. Pens that I'm using, and again, you there are no particular pens that you have to use um, you probably want to pick something that's not going to bleed through so that when you're writing on one side, you're seeing, uh, you know, the ink bleed through. But, but anyway, the, the pens that I'm using, there's some different ones and I'm a, I'm a pen geek. I like playing with different pens. So this, you know, you don't have to do this. Uh, the main thing I use is, uh, they're, they're called the Sanford Sharpie fine point pen stilo. And I bought a 12-pack of assorted colors, link in the show notes. Um, I mostly used black, but like I said, I bought a set with several colors because sometimes I use a different color just to be make it pretty. Uh, I have a set of just, you know, Crayola colored pencils that I use sometimes. I bought a set of, um, and again, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Tombow, T-O-M-B-O-W, dual brush pen art markers. And these are uh, pens that um, they have, um, I think, archive quality ink and they come in different colors. And one one side is a fine, one end is a fine point and the other side is a more, almost like it makes it watercolory. You can, you know, do things with it. And I bought um, a six pack of pastel colors because that's just what I like, but it comes, they come in other colors. And then um, the a lot of and a lot of people use those Tombow things. I got that idea from looking at different uh, bullet journal blogs and stuff. Same thing with the this other set of pens that I got, which is I think it's pronounced Statler S T A E D T L E R triplus or triplus fine liner pens. They're very fine point, um, really nice pens, and I. Um, I bought a 20 pack of assorted colors. I saw this recommended and I've, I've used it some, um, it has lots of different colors in it. So, but, and they come in different sizes. I think there's like a 10 pack, a six pack, different things. And finally, I also got uh, a little six inch plastic ruler. And this is, I, I'm using the Westcott shatter resistant plastic ruler. It's six inches long and it's transparent and I can use it. I can just keep it inside the cover, front cover. I can use it to, when I want to draw straight lines or a box or something like that. So those are some of the main things. And like I said, there'll be links in the show notes if you want to check any of those out. I also use sometimes a mechanical pencil and I like the uh, 0.5 millimeter soft lead. I don't uh, soft lead. I don't use it too much in the bullet journal, but if I'm say testing to see whether something I'm going to want to write will fit in the space before I mess up that pretty clean page with ink, I might try it first with pencil just uh, you know mark it a little bit and then I'll erase it and go over it. I bought a set of what they call washi tape, and I, which I use a little bit, but I'm not sure I'm not I'm, I'm going to do very much with it. Washi tape, and I don't know. I didn't research the the where this comes from or anything, but it's basically decorative 
uh, tape that you can use to decorate your pages, to cover up if you mess up something. Uh, it's just something people use kind of in a decorative way. And I think it, it can be like moved and replaced. It comes in endless varieties of prints and colors and sparkly and metallic and with different widths and stuff. Again, it's not necessary, but they have tons of different kinds um, on Amazon and various other places. Some people use stickers and stencils and different things to decorate their pages. and But like I said, uh, other people are very minimalist, and that's more consistent with Ryder Carroll's original uh, formulation of the bullet journal. But So those are um, some of the resources. And again, you don't have to do any of that. You can just do this with a you know, whatever notebook you have in the house and a pen. But I'm playing with it a little bit and trying a little bit of decorative stuff because nobody's going to see it but me. I, I don't think I'm brave enough even to take a picture of one of my spreads and share it on the, on the, in the show notes. Maybe I will. So where do I get ideas about what to use it for? There are lots of different places. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, there's a whole community of people who are into bullet journaling and sharing ideas about ways to use it and little hacks. And, 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 um, I find a lot of stuff on Pinterest. I mean, there are tons of photographs in Pinterest of different pages, different spreads, different ways of laying out a week or a day, uh, and uh, again, this, I mean, it can be a little bit intimidating because many of the people who choose bullet journaling are artists or are very artistic. But if you um, can enjoy just looking at the ideas and taking from them what works for you and not get hung up on comparing your handwriting to the very well-practiced calligraphy that you might see in Pinterest, you can get, you know, get some great ideas of, uh, and so I, I've actually got a Pinterest board for bullet journaling where I'm collecting ideas that I find that inspire me or, or things I might want to try. And, uh, feel free to check that out if you're in Pinterest. And if you have a similar board, let me know so I can visit yours. I don't, uh, I'm not real consistent about being in Pinterest. It's something I do kind of when I'm, oh, maybe when I'm, you know, laying on the couch or relaxing, I'll look around in Pinterest for a while and, and you know, find different ideas and save them to that board. So I, I'd love to see if you're into into uh, bullet journaling and you've got a board where you collect ideas, uh, send me an email or put it in the the comment section of the show notes or share it on Facebook so I can visit your page. Another source of ideas and where a lot of people share what they're doing in bullet journaling is on Instagram. And if you are on Instagram, uh, you know, they use hashtags to, to find pages or, or photographs and stuff. And there's a hashtag bullet journal and a hashtag Bujo and uh, there are others as well. And you'll find lots of uh, photographs of people's spreads and collections. And they actually have um, people like do these bullet journaling challenges or planning challenges and stuff. And you can so you can see tons of stuff in there. Uh, a great source for information is um, if you look on YouTube, you can find videos where people will demonstrate what they're, you know, say they're, they're what they're doing for 
you know, coming up on eight, in August, how they're setting up their pages for August. Cause some people do like, uh, at the beginning of a month, they'll do a spread that's the month calendar. And then maybe they do week by week and, and then daily pages or something. But there's a lot of resources in YouTube for, um, ideas and demonstrations to see kind of how you can really make good use of a bullet journal and, you know, get a little inspired. One of the, one of my favorites is, um, Kara Benz or Kara, I think it's Kara and she's known as Boho Berry and you can see her. I'll put a link to, uh, to her YouTube channel in the show notes. She's the one that a couple of different listeners have, you know, posted on Facebook or sent me an email suggesting that I see if I can get her as a guest on the show. And I, you know, I plan to do that at some point in the next few months. I, I'm going to share in the show notes here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put in a, a video that she did. I mean, she does a lot of videos about bullet journaling and other stuff, but she did one that I thought was really, really good where she, she called it her video rant about, uh, the conversation she was seeing online where people were saying, oh, this is the right way to do bullet journaling. And her rant was really just, I, you know, spoke to my heart because as I say all the time, you find what works for you and that's what you do. And her rant was about that there's no one right way to do a bullet journal. You do whatever works for you. And so I really, you know, I like her YouTube things. And when I have time, I like to sit and watch uh, her demonstrate what she's doing in her her book and it changes from one from month to month. And then there are various websites and blogs. I don't spend a ton of time there cause I just don't have time. But as I've said, the official bullet journal site is at bulletjournal.com. Lots of ideas and information. They have a blog there where there's always new content. And then Kara Benz, Boho Berry has a website at bohoberry.com. Lots of good ideas and videos and stuff there. Uh, if you're into bullet journaling and you have blogs or, you know, Pinterest boards or Instagram accounts or YouTube channels that you like to get ideas, please share that in, uh, in the comments for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 101 or on the Facebook page or even better, uh, jump into the new Facebook community, Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Uh, that's It's easier to see things there and have a conversation. And so either way, find some way to share what you're doing and uh, uh, even share, you know, if you're brave and artistic or just or just brave, uh, share a picture of, of one of your spreads from yours. So... As I said, there are spreads, there are collections, there are different things. Basically, what I'm doing in mine is after the index, um, the first spread in my bullet journal is uh, my three words for the year are on the left, and I kind of put them in circles and colored it in a little bit. And then on the right hand, the right page of that spread, I have small monthly calendars just for the second half of the year because I started this in July. So I don't have the whole year. I just did the second half. And it's a, a, a reference thing if I want to remember, you know, what day, what day of the week is, you know, August 12th or whatever. I can look there. Uh, the next spread after that, so you turn the page and I have my goals for 2016 written on the left 
And on the right-hand page, I have what they refer to as a future log. And it's just a, a box for each month uh, for the rest of the year where I can write little notes about upcoming uh, events like a trip I'm taking or, you know, that kind of stuff. You can put birthdays, whatever, things that are coming up. Turn the page from there. I have a goal weight tracker on the left because I'm trying to motivate myself to be paying attention to get back to a healthier weight. And um, on the right, I have what I call an inspiration page. I just literally just wrote the word inspiration at the top. And that's a place where I'm uh, as I see a quote th that inspires me, I'll, I'll write it in there just so it's a page that I can look at to get some inspiration. Turn the page from there. I have on the left-hand side um, a want-need list. So I've, I've divided the page in half uh, from top to bottom. And on one side, I'm keeping a, a list, running list of things that I need to get and on the other side of that line, I, I'm keeping a track of things that I don't, maybe I don't need them, but I just want them. Just a place to put those kind of things. You know, I, I could keep that list, those lists in Evernote, and I actually do have some lists like that in Evernote, but this is just kind of a fun place to, to real quickly jot things down. Then after that is I, I start a section of daily pages. I didn't do a monthly spread. I'm just doing... Uh, a page, you know, daily pages. So some days I, uh, I have a whole page that I use for that one day. Other days I've split it in half. On the weekends I tend to just have Saturday and Sunday on half a page. I basically use it for not every appointment, but key personal appointments. My top two to three, no more than five tasks that I want to get done that day. I have a little tracker with check boxes uh, for water, you know, drinking enough water, my exercise for the day and that sort of thing. And I have a little box, what I call a, a gratitude box. And that's just a space where I'm going to write one thing, maybe two things uh, that, that I'm grateful for that day. And that's kind of it. It's pretty simple. That's, that's all I'm doing so far. I'm planning to add some more collections and perhaps try some other things going forward. I'm still kind of new to it. I'm still learning. Uh, but that's how I'm using it. So how does it integrate with my electronic tools? I haven't given those up. I still maintain my master project and task list in the digital tools, which I check each day, but I don't check it first thing now. I, I actually look to the, the bullet journal first, and I'll explain how I get that set up. But I do check my, my you know, my um, Nosby for my uh, law practice and OmniFocus for my other stuff to make sure nothing gets missed or, or dropped through the cracks. And I also look at it uh, at it in the evening when I'm setting up my daily page for the next day. I, and from that, I choose my, you know, two, three, maybe up to five key tasks from that master list to put in the bullet journal. So that's where the main thing is. But for most of the day, I'm kind of focusing on what's those few things that are in the bullet journal. If I finish those things in the bullet journal and check those off, then I'll, and I have time, then I'll look at my digital master list to choose another task or two. I'm not using the bullet journal for my law practice. I'm sticking with digital for that. Uh, bullet journaling right now for me is mostly for personal and productive woman stuff. The benefits so far, uh, and I've seen some, I've been doing this for uh, two or three weeks. 
I, and and the first thing is that it's slowing down my thinking a little bit, I've, I, which is what I wanted to do it for. I'm feeling a little bit more calm and relaxed and less distracted by all the many things by checking my digital task manager every day. It's allowed me to narrow my focus. Uh, it gets me to think about what is most important for the day. Of all the many things on my master to-do list, what are the two, three things I want to focus on today? And that that's helping me. I am finding it relaxing to spend the time. I spend 15 minutes or so each evening on kind of a new ritual of preparing my page for the day where I'll, I, you know, I have, I kind of put, write the date on it, the day of the week. And I, you know, I look at my calendar and put the one or two appointments maybe that I have, list the two or three things create little boxes and create my tracker and stuff. And I, you know, I color in parts of it. It's, it's not, I'm not, it's not terribly artistic, but I'm really finding that, um, relaxing to spend that at the end of my day, getting ready for the next day. And it's just kind of fun to play with it at times. And the other thing that I find as a benefit is it can serve as a journal as well as a planner. And I really like that. I try to leave space on each day's daily page to jot a few sentences about something that happened that day, how I was feeling, just whatever, something I want to remember or uh, memorialize in there. It's not great prose or anything. It's just a quick uh, two or three sentences. So I will have this notebook that I can flip back through and have reminders of what I was doing. And that's kind of fun. Some initial thoughts on where it works well and where it doesn't. Um, and this is, you know, this is just two or three weeks in and we'll see how I feel about it in a couple of months. When should you use digital for your task manager? I think if you need to share the information with somebody else who's not right there in the room with you, you might be better off keeping tra- your, your tasks and so on in a digital format that can be synced across devices. If you need to be able to access your information from a variety of locations and you can't always carry a notebook around with you. Uh, and if you prefer typing to handwriting, you, you might be happier with digital. On the other hand, maybe you should consider bullet journaling if you prefer paper to digital. If, if your world, uh, you know, the information and so on is and your task, if it's easily containable in a notebook. If you are, like I have been, feeling overwhelmed by all the many projects in your digital task manager, you might like the idea of, you know, getting that focus two or three things into a notebook. If you're a tactile learner and there's something different about handwriting as opposed to typing uh, that you can learn better, if you have artistic talent or artistic sensibilities that you would enjoy, you know, something you could put some color into, and if you want a tangible as opposed to electronic record of what you've worked on or felt and so on and and not just a place to plan because I love Nosby, I love um, OmniFocus, but there's no, it's not a journal. It's not a place where I can add a note about how I was feeling grumpy this morning and then this happened and I felt better or whatever. So those are some reasons why you might want to consider one or the other. Just a few tips if you want to try it. 
I would say start simple. And like I said, any notebook can work, any pen, whatever you want to do. Uh, follow a few hashtags or bloggers or Pinterest boards to get ideas of the, the ways you can adapt and use it to make your life more um, organized and, and, and all that. But don't let it overwhelm you, especially if, like me, you're not terribly good at drawing or, or anything. Just take what works for you um, and think about what information you need or want to keep track of and set up your pages accordingly. For instance, I've seen some very cool, uh, like weekly or daily spreads that include a menu planning section, but that's not something I need. So I, I leave it out. I don't include that. Um, and last, I would say same warning as for any task manager, um, don't spend so much time designing and decorating your pages that you don't get stuff done. Uh, you know, unless designing and decorating is an intentional part of your routine because it's fun for you or therapeutic for you to relax. But, you know, th all of these are supposed to be tools to help us get the stuff done that matters to us and not an end in, in unto itself. Uh, you know, as I've said many times in the past, there is no one right way to manage your time and your tasks. Uh, the best tool or system is the one you use. And if what you're doing works for you, there is no reason to make a change. And even if you're looking for a new approach, if, if what you're doing isn't working for you as well as you would like, I, w I would say bullet journaling isn't for everybody any more than any other task management system or approach is for everybody. I'm having fun trying it out. I see a lot of people finding a great deal of value in it. If you haven't tr yet tried it and if you're not happy with the system or tool you've been using, it might be worth trying. If you have tried it, I would love to hear your thoughts. How are you using it? What works or doesn't work for you? Uh, so, you know, share your tips, tricks, your ideas for bullet journaling, your thoughts on, you know, how you're doing it. Uh, as always, there are lots of different ways you can do that. If you want to share it publicly, that would be awesome. Share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find online at theproductivewoman.com slash 101. Or you can post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or um, the, the Facebook group. And I think that might even be the better, better place. If you want to sh uh, communicate with me privately, you can share your questions, comments, or suggestions at, by emailing me to, uh, feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page. If you haven't already done so, please join me in the new Productive Woman Community Facebook group. I've mentioned this a couple times. This is a private group um, where people can't see what we're posting unless, you know, only those of us who are in the group. And this is a place where we can meet up and interact a little more. It's a way for you to directly ask questions of me or of the community, share information that you run across, insights, encouragement, basically is a place to talk about productivity and making a life that matters in a, in a, you know, online community. So find the group on Facebook. It's called the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Um, and there'll be a link in the show notes. Click the join button if you haven't already, and I'll be sure to let you in. And I'd love to see you there. 
Um, a couple of quick things. I'd love it if you'd help spread the word about the productive woman and, and there are various ways you can do that. Uh, tell a friend, if you've got a friend who you think might enjoy what we talk about here, uh, let her know where, where to find it and how to subscribe. You can share an episode, whether this one or any other that you like. Every, every episode on the website has social sharing buttons. So you can click one button and share it to your Facebook page, to your Pinterest page, to your, you can tweet it, whatever. Those are on every episode. And, uh, if, if you like the show, I'd love it if you'd consider leaving a quick review in iTunes. Um, that just helps me a lot, helps make the show more visible, helps me know whether I'm on track. I want to say thank you to Bubbles1970 from the United States who left a really nice review recently. And she said, uh, among other things, I honestly can't recommend this podcast enough. I subscribe to over a dozen podcasts and this is the one that's always the first one I listen to. Um, she says, it's, it's like having a very trusted friend that gives you quality advice, only I don't have to do anything but listen. And she goes on to say some other nice things. You can see that in iTunes if you go there to leave your own review. And so thank you very much, Bubbles1970. Uh, I appreciate that. I also want to say a quick thank you to Elaine, who sent an email um, that really encouraged me. She said, thank you, uh, Laura, thank you so much for your excellent podcast. You've helped me to gain a stronger grip on all aspects of my life, to draw good boundaries, and to enjoy where I am. And she said some other things too, but thank you so much, Elaine. I appreciate that. And uh, one last thing, one more little pitch. I don't want to, you know beat this into the ground, but if you're looking for encouragement, motivation, and accountability in achieving your goals and moving forward in a life that matters, do consider joining the next session of the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups. The groups are forming now. I think you would find them worth the investment. And in fact, a current member of one of the groups sent a little bit of audio feedback about the mastermind that and her experience with it. I want to share that with you. Um, and so this is Celeste. Hi, my name is Celeste Martinez and I am part of the Productive Women Mastermind Group. Um, I just want to say that I've gained great insights on how to face personal and professional challenges from being on this group and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I've also learned how to use different tools that the members have suggested and that's that's been awesome. Um, I'm reaching goals that I haven't been able to um, reach by myself, most specifically launching my blog and the women, the women are just warm and supportive and encouraging. And that's, that's something that I've greatly appreciated. I've also learned to listen better and have a broader perspective on things, um, you know, with different women, different views. And that's been great for me. And finally, I've been able to support and encourage other members of the group, um, and that's been truly rewarding. So I highly recommend Mended. And of course, Laura is awesome. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Celeste, for those kind words. It has been so much fun working with um, Celeste and the other w- women this summer. And I'd love to work with you this fall. So consider it. You know, spaces are limited, though. Uh, so email me today at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can visit the, uh, the information page at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind and you'll find more information there. 
And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. As always, I hope there was something in this that you found useful and encouraging. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.